Joygasm family, and welcome back to Joygasm, a video game movie podcast. I'm Russ, he is Steve, and who knew that talking guns could be oh so fun in episode 300 today, December 15th, 2022. We're going to be getting right into our topic of the day, which is high on life hands-on impressions. But before we do, make sure you slime that subscribe button and warp that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week, each week. Happy 300th Joygasm podcast episode to you, Steve. Ah, happy the 300, Russ. Indeed. You know, as I hear myself utter those very words... I suddenly realized that we should have gotten dressed up like the Spartans from 300. We could just take off our shirts. We could have. But I require a cape and Spartan <laughs> helmet. <laughs> and a shield or something. Indeed. Indeed, Steve. Sparta! <laughs> what is your profession? Uh, <gasps> who? 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 You see, my friend. <laughs> I brought more soldiers than you did. <laughs> yes, indeed. Ah. So it's a milestone for us. Mm. 300 smackers. Mm. 300 many kisses, Russ. More to come. What's that, Steve? 300 kisses. 300 smooches. Mm. Indeed. 300 spankings. Wet ones. Indeed. Yep. Very nice, indeed. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I just have to say, congratulations to you, good sir. Thanks for us. You're... Commitment, <sighs> loyalty, and tenacity uh, show no bounds. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you, Russ. <gasps> Anywho. Right. So our main talk of the day is the High on Life game. It came out on Xbox, mm. specifically the Xbox Game Pass. So mm-hmm. you don't have to spend a penny on this title. No, you got to spend like 10 bucks or something. Well, uh, on the for, Game Pass itself. Yeah, that's true. For the Game Pass, yeah. yeah that's true. That's you know. very true. But I like to be able to, you know, fantasize about how, oh, I don't have to pay anything at all. You know, it's just mm, sure. totally cool, whatever. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because... This year in particular, there haven't been very many like, no. like exclusively only for Xbox Game Pass right. games. So it's kind of like, hey, you got anything? You Allow me to see the value here, which, you know, at least we got this one here, Steve. That's so. right. That's right, right. Anyway, hmm. it came out on Xbox Game Pass this week. And I have a number of things that I would like to uh, discuss with you, Steve, as well as all of our fellow joygasm family out there. They probably won't be able to discuss it that much until probably not after the show. Exactly. Indeed. I'm interested to hear what you have to say because uh, I might have some different opinions. Russ. You know, I could see that possibly happening. Can you? I can. I can. DC. What have you got there? So the fun, the first thing is, is okay. So we saw the, the trailer during, I think it was E3, like the E3 timeframe. Is that right? Yeah, it, or or it was either that or it was one of the Xbox kind of follow up 
presentations yeah. that they've had this right. year. Anyway, I don't think it was E3. I think it was something. I don't think it was after E3. It was probably one of those tit for tat things that Sony and Microsoft do, where like it was Microsoft's turn, so then they had some sort of new updates yeah. on things. It was either that or maybe they showed it at Gamescom. I think it was Gamescom. It was Gamescom. Gamescom, man. But no, I got, I mean, we both commented on how it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, this looks pretty zany, pretty yeah. wacky, uh, but pretty interesting, different. And so we were definitely wanting to check it out. And yeah. so we have. And that time has come. It has indeed. You know, the, one of the first things that struck me about it was actually how much it reminds me of the cartoon Rick and Morty. Okay. And what's really funny is, and I was, I was even talking to Nick about this game today because he hasn't tried it out yet. And I was letting him know, I was like, hey, I, I think you're going to like this game. This definitely seems to be your style of humor. And I asked him if he had seen the show. And of course he's like, Oh yeah. I mean, he was very familiar with Rick and Morty. I was like, yeah, like this game. See, it's almost like, like the, the kind of the persona of Rick and Morty is in this game. Well, I was doing some research here and, um, it actually is like like the yeah. game is made by the co-creator of Rick and Morty. Right. His name is Justin Roiland. I had no idea. I knew that. You knew before I the knew game came that out? Go, they said that at the thing at the Gamescom. See, I don't recall that. And so like, you know, I, I'm just thinking like, man, like this, this seems like like the, the, the style of humor in the game is very reminiscent of Rick and Morty. I saw that little piece of information today. I'm like, well, there you go. It like totally makes sense. And so... Um, you know, that was interesting. I have, I have a whole, I mean, I, I guess I could just go down a list of things, but, um, I figured, you know, I'll just kind of give like my, like a high level initial thought at first. I do think that this shooter is unique. It's, it's definitely like everything about it is unique. There's nothing about it to me that necessarily, um, screams cheap or lousy. Actually, it's quite the contrary. There, there are many things about the game that I'll be discussing here in a minute that actually are quite clever, honestly. And, uh, and a kind of a breath of fresh air. I, I absolutely think that, that the writing is, is some of the most sharpest writing in a video game I think I've ever experienced. And it really goes to show what happens when you have someone who works in television, make a game <laughs> in that regard. So, um, I'm having fun with it. I do. I like it's, it's not a game that I can necessarily play for a long stretch of time because right. it, it honestly starts to kind of creep, not, not really necessarily creep me out, but just kind of weird me out. It's like, it, I don't know. For some reason, it's like, I feel like I'm, I actually am going on like an acid trip when I'm playing the game and it starts to kind of mess with me mentally. And I'm just like, okay, I've, I think I need to take a break and play something else now. What about you? Yeah, I don't get the acid trip thing. Um, what I get really is, uh, you, let me put it this way. I like South Park. I, yeah. I love South Park, but I can't keep watching South Park, like, unless because there's so much uh, just like foul speak that I, I, I'm done with it, mm-hmm. right? And so I feel that way with this one, but I feel like um, because it's like anxiety foul speaking. Yeah. Like, oh, where the F are we going today? Well, F that. Okay. I'm like, okay, stop, 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 stop. You know, I, I can't handle it anymore. And I, and I, my mind tends to divert to like other games thinking, I wish I, you know, I could talk <laughs> about something else on the show. You know, I, 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 and I get, start to get tired of it. But th- that being said, 
I do think it's definitely original. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing like I've ever played before. No. Um, and in the beginning, it, it is rather funny. But yes, there there is, like, in the beginning, like, the, the, of course, there's going to be some drug use. But then I started looking around all over the place and, like, all the posters, everybody's like, uh, <laughs> like, looking all high and everything. And, and there's constant references to, like, oh, this is a great trip and all the drug use. I'm like, I don't know. To me, I mean, I, it's not really my humor. And so while I kind of chuckled at it a little bit, I'm not like a Rick and Morty fan, mm -hmm. nor am I like a big fan of a lot of those adult swim kind of cartoons necessarily. Sure. Some of them are, but I mean, a lot of them just aren't my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I, at some point I just kind of get tired of playing it. That's fair. And especially like when I die, and I, I, I respawn again and there's I'm playing like the same area or the same boss. There's not enough like repetitive or um, like a variance of speech. It's like the same speech again and again and again and again. So if you hear one joke, you're going to and, you, and you're stuck in that spot or you keep dying. You're going to hear the same joke again and again. Just all <laughs> you must have died a lot. <laughs> I died about like six times on that first boss. Uh -huh. um, I think I died about twice. That's nice, Russ. Yeah. That's nice. Mr. Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> Just couldn't find enough stuff to like hang on to with the, <laughs> and I was like, I'm dying in the ooze. <laughs> Stupid. So one of the, the, like the first thing I want to talk about actually is oh, yeah. the fact that when I started this game up, the game looked completely different than what the game trailer showed. Like it was like this old school 2D. It started out like kind of like a 2D thing. And then it was like super old school, like Wolfenstein 3D Doom-ish kind of stuff. And it was to the point where like I even questioned, did I download the wrong game? Because even the title screen, like it doesn't have like the typical high on life it's logo. It comes later, but... um I feel like this speaks to the brilliance of the creators just taking the, this totally out of the box approach to the game itself. And so, you know, you're, you're playing through and you're just like, what on earth is going on? And you, and I mean, the graphics are totally retro. The level designs are retro. I love, and once again, the dialogue is the star of the show. We're like, <laughs> you have this, this guy who comes in who's like your divorce attorney who's supposedly helping you out in the game and he's giving all this advice and just the, like what he has to say is so over the top funny that I myself, I mean, I found myself laughing out loud several times because of the absurdity of what was going on and just the fact I'm like, like who would have ever thought to have this be like the, the intro to the game? And then the game just smoothly segues away from that experience and you realize you're playing on his computer screen and you're in this full 3D, you know, uh, realized world. And I think that the game, at least in terms of, of, the amount of time that I've played it, and I've probably put in, I'd say, you know, four or five hours worth of play. I'm sure you probably put it in, clocked in around the same amount. But I do think that, that the game continues through different types of situations that are very original. And like, I'm, I, I could just go down my list. Like, um, you know, you go from, from looking at like the computer screen and having that, that first introduction to then you're in your bedroom and your sister comes in and she has her little makeup, uh, like pout, like nose powder. I don't even know what they're called, but like the little thing with the mirror and, um, 
you know, right away, like she's like going into like smoking crack and you're like, oh my gosh, like, it's totally <laughs> shocking to see that. You're like, what the heck is going on? But then that moment turns into your select a character screen. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh. And and what was funny was that I didn't know how to, I, I, at first I just saw like, like kind of like the blank silhouette that was in the mirror. I'm like, this is kind of interesting. And what I love about the game is that they have thought through like, okay, most likely there's going to be like a hesitation at this point from the player, right? The player is not going to be able to just like quickly thumb through all this stuff and get through it. Like they're going to be looking at what's going on. They're wondering how to do all this stuff. So therefore we need to fill in all kinds of sharp dialogue that most likely predicts what the, the gamer is doing at that point in time. Genius. Cause like <laughs> even like when I, when I um, finally figured out, Oh, I can actually like go through it. And then you see like these different types of faces looking into the mirror, which again, that's really smart. Like it's a cool original way as instead of having your standard, go ahead and select a character screen, right. you know, and they're immersing you more into the world as they do it. And then the sister has a comment, like every time that you switch, you're like, oh, wow, like your face is changing on me. Like all this stuff that's that's like, I don't know, I found to be very original and quite funny. But what do you think about that? Yeah, I didn't think it was that memorable, honestly. I um, I thought, when am I actually going to see my character in a first person shooter? And I'm like, mm. and then they, I just, I, a lot of that dialogue just kind of fell on deaf ears for me. Like I heard her talking, uh-huh. um, but I didn't. I just really didn't pay attention all that much. <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> fell on deaf ears, or it didn't resonate. I, I'll, let me put it that way: it didn't resonate. Were you on that part of the game for a long period of time, or were you pretty fast? Um, I don't want to say I was on it for a long period of time. <laughs> I mean, there's probably like what six different characters to choose from. Yeah. Um, like, so. did you pick it up pretty quickly? Like, mm-hmm. like how you see, I was like kind of fumbling a little bit. I was like, well, I don't know what to do next and whatever. Like, I didn't want to like speed through it. And then I all of a sudden figured out, oh, here's how you, yeah, you kind of go through. There was one part when you were still playing the computer game when he's and the divorce attorney is telling you like the <laughs> buttons. Yeah. And I, there's that one point he messes up. Like it's like the, he's trying to tell you to hit the left shoulder button. Yeah. And he's telling you to hit the right shoulder button. Like that's not doing a single thing. And then I hit the left. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's the one. <laughs> I don't know why. So that, like to me, that was, that was a funny part, but. Um, and he, he goes into talking about it, like, oh yeah, the scope got kind of cut at the end of the game. You know, they, they promised they would have that feature in there, but then they ran out of time and they couldn't like, and again, as someone who works in the game development community, like I thought that was hilarious because that's the kind of stuff that normally you hear the studios like make excuses on social media about like, you know, gamers be like, Hey, how come this isn't in there? And then they'll be, Oh, well, you know, we, we planned for it, but just, we could, we didn't have time or we didn't, we, yeah. you know, we ran a budget or, and so they literally took that well-known excuse and then plugged it purposely into the game. Like that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I'm just like, that's pretty fun. But like the, the talking is, is, I like the talking and I don't like it at the same time. Yeah. Like it, it's a crazy unbalanced Cause At one point, all the jokes are hitting. And at the other point you're going, shut yeah. up. <laughs> like even that divorce thing, like I'm just going through, just trying to like take out all the baddies. And he's like, Oh, you're effing ex-wife. I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, it's true. Yeah. yeah like, when that, and that happens like later on in the game that, in that second world uh-huh. that you get to, 
there's this little like droid person who's just kind of flying around. And he's talking oh, with you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I hated that thing. Like there was a part where I like I was trying to jump across the ooze. Yeah. And like whip out like the knife so you yeah. can grab onto the thing. And like I couldn't get the jump, and this thing keeps on. <laughs> <laughs> like shot. I just went in the settings and I turned them off. Like I can't handle the talk. Oh, I didn't know you could actually yeah. even go into settings and turn. Oh, you, can, thank goodness. Can you actually specifically turn that character off, or is it just like all voices? Well, off you can turn. There, there, <laughs> settings so that you can turn off uh, either all the way off, or you can mitigate some of the the speech, like like just tone everything down so they don't talk. That's nearly actually as a good much. idea that they included that. But it's not just like that character though. I mean, it's like all the enemy sure. speeches is, is gone. Oh, um, it's gone, or is it minimized? You there, there's a level that you can just. Well, actually, no, I take that back. It was a, it's a volume. It's an enemy speech volume, and I just turned it all the way off. But you, the <laughs> the other part you can you can mitigate like the the gun speech, sure, or not, but um enemy speech and the other character speech I just turned it all the way off and then he just shut up and I thought oh <laughs> sigh of relief I know what you're talking about because I was in that same exact spot I couldn't figure out where to go I know and I was twitching that by the way you, oh, I'll have to check that out I didn't get a chance to watch you <laughs> but uh but no like that that moment in particular was I, it was funny. Well, well, let me back up a bit. So before I got to that, because that, that was kind of a brain teaser part and they totally were intentional in trying to be as irritating as possible right. with that character. What I think is really funny though is that before, prior to getting to that specific area, you first meet that dude, that alien guy or whatever. And what's so funny was that you can't shoot him. Like every time you shoot him, he like quickly teleports out of the way and he keeps talking and it's just like that. It's literally like a Looney Tunes episode where like there's like one of the characters is just harassing the daylights out of this poor hapless other character just driving them nuts and so you know but to your point i think like when i got there like i too was, was just like oh my gosh like my brain is on overload i can't even focus on like trying to troubleshoot because this character is incessantly babbling to me and so i ended up what i did was i i muted my tv for like 10 seconds just like Okay, let me just silence. Okay, it's good. And then I was able to like, you know, uh, unmute the game and continue. And then I, I finally figured out what to do. But I mean, I was stuck there for so long. He actually like, he kind of pipes down after a while. Like I couldn't figure it out. And then he was just like, okay, so I'm just, I'm just going to watch you for a little bit. Okay. I'm going to watch you. Oh, I like how you sway back and forth. And you, you walk around. And, oh yeah. You know, but, but he, he definitely like his, his talking was like reduced by like 50%, but it took a while. Like, I mean, it's impressive to think about how long those scripts are. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, but. What do you think? What do you think about the balance between like the action versus the, like the comedy? Because I was thinking like there's parts where you're you're shooting a bunch and then there's a lot of filler. And where the filler is, is basically nonstop talking. The gun's talking to you about what's happening. The gun's talking to you about where you're going. Mm. The gun's talking about to you about where you've been. The gun's talking to you about people you're interacting with. Um but it seems like, like to me, I was getting notions of um, the outer worlds with. Yes, me too. Yeah. Yeah. The, they're, alone there. Uh, I did think about how it is kind of interesting how in terms of Xbox in particular, that the outer worlds was kind of that, you know, that 
type of game that we got to play that was wacky. It was zany in its own way. I don't think it's to the level that this game is, but it was definitely within that same genre. This game, I think, has more cleverness and, and, and forethought in terms of like, okay, well, like what I was talking about earlier, I think they studied the psychology of gamers and the muscle memory and like when they are in certain types of um, game mechanics of the game, whether it's like a, a, a puzzle brain teaser mode or you're in combat or you're in story mode, whatever it may be. And I think as a result, like due to like them studying the user experience within those different types of game modes, I think that's where a lot of the inspiration started to stem where they're like, okay, clearly like the dialogue in the game is the star of the show. Right. Like by and large, like that game would not be nearly what it is without that dialogue. Right. And honestly, it kind of reminds me a bit of the old school LucasArts games, you know, for PC, like, you know, full throttle and some of those other games where like, True. you know, the, the script, the, the character dialogue was one of the highlights of the game. Like that's what really put those games on the map. It doesn't matter if it was like secret of monkey Island or Hild um, was it Hildago? Am I saying that right? Hildago. No, not Hildago. That's a movie with Viggo Mortensen. Is it really? Yes. Hildago? Yes. <laughs> There's a, what was that? That um, Oh, Grim Dango? Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. Thank you. Gosh, that was a long... <laughs> I even have a poster that was, of that game. I'm like, <laughs> why is this not... Something like that. Anyway, those class of games, um, which, by the way, it's worth mentioning, um, Tim Schafer was, was one of the people who wrote a lot of the dialogue, was the creator of those games... He's the one who now runs Double Fine Productions for uh, the like, last like 20 some odd years. So anyway, you have like that um, type of experience, only this is more of like a, a curse ridden version of like those types of games, right? So <laughs> I do think in terms of what they've been able to do with it, I for one, I would say 90% of the time, most of the time, 80, 90% of the time, I really like the dialogue because it acts as a vehicle to keep you like moving through the game as well as immersed in the game. I think if they remove that, the game actually would oh, probably yeah. get boring pretty quick. It's all about the jokes, the quips, the awkward situations, the completely inappropriate uh, things that are going on, that sort of thing, the double entendres that really... you know. And, and what's funny is, is that like all these characters, these aliens that you come across... They're basically like these stereotypes of humans, right? But just an alien form. Like you go to the store and you got some like greasy fat dude behind the counter and his son's working there. And they have like, I don't know if you listen to their relationship, but like it, it's like the totally like dysfunctional relationship. And so that's what really brings in a lot of the, I would say more of the um, audible color instead of just, just looking at the visuals, you know, you, you get like just assaulted by all this stuff going on. Well, it's assaulted by the ideas too, honestly. Cause like there's a part where, uh, after you get to the first world and you have to kind of go down into the slums, <clears throat> there's a, like, for example, there's a bully in a sense where he's just in your face yeah. talking to you the whole time. And you're like, get out of the way, shut up, move out of the way. <laughs> and the gun's talking to you. And at some point, I thought, 
I'm just going to take this guy out. I'm oh, yeah. Gonna, yeah. And so I, I, I pulled the trigger. He's like, a kid? I ain't going to shoot the kid. Da, 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 da. And I go, all right, well, at least they have that. And again, that's kind of original. Yeah. And then you keep walking and then you interact with somebody else. So I, I, maybe the kid's mom is like, oh, yeah, I have plenty of kids. Go ahead and shoot them. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm like, okay. And I went back after I did that part. And, um, and then the kid was gone. At least I didn't see him. But apparently you can kill the kid. And it, I mean, I saw somebody do it on YouTube and you keep on hitting the trigger and the gun's like, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. And the, and the kid starts like just mocking you and mocking the gun. And then finally he just you know, blows him away. And then um, he's like, oh, I'm dead. Ah. <laughs> I, it's just like I, that humor. Like I, I just don't think it's, I don't know. I don't know it's not really my, I don't know, my humor, I guess. That's not that, that funny to me. But um, anyway. Well, see, and let me just jump in really quick. I didn't have that experience at all. Yeah. I ended up just running by the the kid bully in the, you're talking about the tube, right? Yeah. And the kid was just like, oh, fine, ignore me. I see how it is. Go, go on your little adventure, whatever. You know, like, and so that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about where like they have thought out these different scenarios that the gamer could do. And then based off of that, the game responds in real time to like these, these kind of like moment to moment decisions that the gamer does, which I love. I mean, it's like, I, I can respect the fact that like, you know, if it's not like your, your style of humor, cause it's not like a hundred percent my style of humor either. I do find a lot of it to be funny, but then at the same time, it's also like, it gets a, a little too edgy for me at times, but that's just a personal preference. Right. What I also wanted to talk about was um, the game mechanics because the mecha- the game mechanics are actually surprisingly clever in this game. So like, you know, to give you an idea, I wrote down some things here on the list. Like, so you have your gun and the gun has its, its main way of firing, but then it has a secondary fire. Sure. And that secondary fire actually can be used in a variety of different ways. Like you can launch, you know, and the secondary fires, it looks like this big old hawk, a like <laughs> slime, green right. slime blob that comes out. And they make jokes about like how it comes out some weird alien orifice of the gun. You know, you're just like, what is this? Glory hole. Or gl- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. But what's cool is, is that like you could use it against enemies. So like if you launch it at like, say a group of enemies, it'll bounce them into the air and then you can shoot juggle them almost like um, Devil May Cry style. Right. And when you do that, even the gun is responding like, oh yeah, that was awesome. You know, like that's the kind of stuff that I just, I I think is part of the secret sauce of the game being entertaining. At the same time, you can use that same secondary fire to like, for instance, with those platforms, you know, like you can knock down certain platforms that way you can jump across certain like areas that can be harmful to you or whatever. And like the the one scene that we were describing just a moment ago about with that like annoying floating alien guy who just won't shut up, you know that is one of the the brain teasers that we've come across where like I was I was like man clearly those things can come down and I'm not sure how to do it and then I just started I don't know just messing around like being in a sand, like a creative sandbox and I thought well what if I were to ricochet off the other side and then sure enough that's what knocked it down so it's like that's how you got in there. Yeah. Did you do it differently? Yeah. <laughs> How'd you do it? I couldn't knock those things down worth the life of me. And so I, I would just run and jump. And at the very last minute, I was able to like to extend the knife and grab that. Pipe. Really? Yeah. And so yeah, I, I went around uh, and then I could, I, you know, I, I could lower the, the doors. But um, that's what took me a while because it's literally within a second. It goes, hit LP. 
<laughs> and then I would just, if, if you didn't hit it, you die. You die. And you're like, you die. I could totally, you, you're, you have a reputation for being able to like, I don't know how many times, how many clicks per second you can <laughs> click any given button, but I could totally see you doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh. The knife, I will say, is probably my favorite out of the two. Oh, yeah. I mean, the knife, again, it is, go ahead. I mean, he, it's I fantastic. Mean, the knife, I would say, has a better personality. I mean, um, you know, a, a, the gun has its own personality, I guess, but he's so anxious all yeah. the time. He's riddled with anxiety. Yeah. Um, the, the knife is just psycho. Yeah, the knife is just psycho. Like, oh, just let me stab him. Yeah. Oh, let me just get him his gut. You know, and that, that to me, that's just funny. I mean, you know, this big, you know, uh, crocodile Dundee sized uh, yeah. knife. Did you, know, you, did you realize that like the knife's accent was Australian? Like, I didn't. Yes. If you listen to it, I'm pretty sure the knife has an Australian accent, which if you think about it, that probably wasn't by mistake because that's a knife. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear an Australian accent. Yeah. It would, when you go back next time you play it, listen to when he talks, I'm uh, to me, I think it's an Australian accent. It's, it's, it's not an American accent. It's definitely, there is something there. And I think, honestly, I think it's Australian and I think it's a riff off of Crocodile Dundee because he is in fact a huge knife. Yeah. There were times, um, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so there's times where like, uh, I'm against like the, the first boss and so I, I, the gun's barely doing any damage whatsoever. Like there's, I mean, the first boss is kind of hard in yeah. a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, just whittle such little damage all the time, but if I could get next to her and I could just stab her with that knife, like the knife starts yelling out something. I was just so focused on being the <laughs> boss. I didn't even really pay attention yeah. to what the knife was saying, unfortunately. Um, but then, uh, what would happen is like I would dodge or I would, I would get out of the way, but because I was in proximity with her, if she kicked this way and I had already gone this way, like I would still get hurt. Or if she would shoot that big blast at mm-hmm. me, I would already be walking to the side and it would go off screen, but not hit me directly. And then, but yeah, I would still get hurt. Yeah. Which I kind of thought was kind of annoying. Interesting. Would that happen to you? Not necessarily. You know, I I also had a challenging time with her. I think I had to try like two or three times to take her out. Um, One of the things that helped me out with her in particular was I actually, I realized, you know, she does that that, that beam laser thing Mm -hmm. that can actually injure you quite a bit. But if you are just standing behind those crates that are there, you actually don't get hurt. Like she'll completely destroy the crates right. that you're in front of, but you won't sustain any damage. Right. So that gave me a leg up because then I was like, okay. And I was kind of just, I, I started doing the secondary fire of the gun. So I, that was helping me kind of get some additional shots in. I was also kind of trading off the knife with the gun, but I got used to the fact that like you know, there, there are those moments where, she was lowering the platform into the slime. And so, you know, you obviously, if you, if you do that, I can't remember if it was insta death or if you just got really hurt. You I think really hurt. Okay. Um, but I got, I suddenly got used to the idea of, of like swinging around, which I mean, let's talk about that for a moment. Who would have thought that you could have a knife that not only talks to you, but also can double as like a whip essentially. <laughs> like, like it, it's like, it's this thing that like you whip out your knife to like actually hang and, and swing from stuff. Like I cannot think of another it's game retractable. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean like it's the weirdest, like I said, it's like the zany thing, but like 
I dig it because it's so original. Like, like it was to me as I'm playing this game, it strikes me as the game's creators literally just sat around a table. Got high. (laughs) There's a possibility of that, but I think they, they just, they jotted down like every idea that came to mind and nothing got shut down and they just crammed all that into this game and so things as random as like a knife that, that like is psycho that talks to you and you can swing from it. They're just like, sure, why not? Let's just put it in. And I think that that's actually one of the things that we as gamers get to benefit from is despite the fact that there is so much absurdity like that in the game, it's a breath of fresh air in its own right. It is kind of funny when, um, the weapons start talking. It's like you're having this full on, you're not talking. They're con- they're talking to you, but <laughs> yeah. you're all, it's like a three conversation, but like a two, one, two and a half conversation in a way. Cause your character doesn't speak, but like you pull up the knife and then you pull up the gun and then they're like looking at each other and looking at you and like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like you're pointing the gun this way and the eyes are looking back at you this way. And it, it's just a little bit, you know, startling. <laughs> it is. Well, it, it's, it's like they're in your personal space, your right. personal gamer space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another thing that's super cool, I don't know if you used like the iron sights of the gun. That's another cool idea where like if you do that where you're aiming like this, his antennae right. become like the iron sights. I'm like, that's a cool idea. Like that's super cool. And what's funny too is like when you're holding it, like his face is like right in your space. He's just like, <laughs> while you're shooting, you're like, okay, this is weird. But again, uh, it's original. Yeah. Now it's not short on originality. I will say that. Very true. Yes. And the mouth animations are <laughs> really good, Russ. It is indeed, Steve. <laughs> it is indeed. Now, did you see, um, did you hang out? Uh, let, me, let me back up. Did you hang out in the house at all once you got to the first alien planet? Yeah. Did you see what was on TV? Yeah. I, I, I was twitching that. I was like, <laughs> what? are they watching? I'm like, that looks like Denise Richards. Yes. I'm like, and then later on, I'm like, I'm like that's gotta be Denise Richards. And I came back, I did something. I came back and then it was like the credit screen. It was like with Denise Richards. I'm like, I knew it. And yeah. I, I don't even know what that was. That must've been like her. Did you recognize the guy? Leaders. Did you see the guy? Or did you, did you just like, Oh, let me, let me back up. Did you just fleetingly look at the TV and then leave? Yeah. Okay. I actually <laughs> sat down on the couch and started watching it. Paul Walker's in it too. Oh my gosh. This is a movie that came out in like 1994. It's called Tammy and the T-Rex. I've never heard of this thing before. Apparently it was back when like both actors were just getting started. The entire, I looked this up online. The entire movie is in the game. <laughs> you could literally sit on the couch in your house in the game and watch this whole movie from start to finish. They license that movie in there. That is nuts. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was, man. And I, I, I didn't, I so far have not watched the entire movie, but I did. I sat there for like 10 minutes. I'm like, this thing keeps going. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with that, like, you know, scrote of a alien bum next to me. And, and we're just watching this thing go on. And again, like the fact that they thought, Hey, wouldn't it be funny to put that in? And they actually like lice, they paid money. They licensed to have that movie be in their game has nothing to do with a game at all. But the thing is, is the part that it does have to do with the game is it goes back to that originality where like no idea got shut down. It was like, yeah, let's do that too. Let's put it in like 1994 movie from Denise Richards and Paul Walker. 
to give you an idea of the plot of that movie, it's it's ridiculous. They're in high school kids, and Paul Walker's character gets mauled by like a mountain lion or a cougar or something, and his brain gets installed into this robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex. That then Dennis uh, or what, Denise Richards, right? She um it's like she starts dating him through the robot thing. And then like somehow like his brain or his like, uh, self-conscious, like it's downloaded into a computer. I mean, it sounds like the most uh, like read, like made for VHS <laughs> type of thing, you know, just the worst plot, corny, corny yeah. movie whatsoever. But at the same time, looking at them, you know, deciding to put it into the game, to me, it's like an Easter egg. It's like, my gosh, like they, they make every situation or almost every situation very unpredictable. Delightfully. So I would say. Yeah, well, yes. Unpredictable. Um, well, I wouldn't say every situation unpredictable because at some point you just expect it to be zany and crazy and wacky. Yeah. Um, but I would say there, there's like nuggets there's nuggets of like Easter eggness yeah. sort of thing. Um, what do you think of the game's graphics though? Do you think of the game looks next gen or do you think it looks like a very good looking previous gen? I would say it's somewhere in between because the, the graphics, first of all, the, the, the studio, the developers who made this game are very small. They're not like some mm. well-established AAA studio. They're, they're, I would say, just a couple of bumps up from being like an indie studio, right? So that's partially the reason of what you see. But also, too, I think that they wanted to embrace kind of like, you know, if you watch Rick and Morty, like the drawing sure. art direction style is similar in that they kind of go for more of those overly simplistic shapes and that sort of thing. And I think that they decided to kind of lean into that a bit for this game. But um, overall, I, I mean, I would say the game benefits from the post-processing filters. They have certain things, like, for instance, if you notice, the color is kind of hazy. It's a bit off. You know, granted, you're on these alien worlds, but like I said earlier... It, to me, like, okay, I've never done drugs, like hardcore drugs in my <laughs> life, never smoked any weed or whatever. But like when I play this game, it's like, you know, if I have ever decided in the future to give that a shot, this is probably in the same vein of like what you would kind of see. Cause it's, it look, I mean, it looks like you're tripping. Yes. The entire time. <laughs> I'm tripping. I'm hallucinating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on some kind of bad trip or what? <laughs> So those mushrooms were oh <laughs> yeah, I'm having a bad trip now. This is not good. <laughs> so, I mean, in that regard, like I, I do think that I would say it is a bit unique. I think they are purposely ugly. You know, like like you, you see these colors that have no business being combined and they're just rammed together. And like I don't, did you see those weird Care Bear looking things where you're just like, gosh, these are like really ugly creatures. Like purple with yellow lips or something. Yeah, like yeah. like real like random uh, kind of stuff. You know, there was another moment I just have to share with you. Do you recall, um, it's on that same level as like those demented looking Care Bears, but there's a moment where like you're making your way back to like the leader of that little Care Bear village. Uh -huh. And like 
like certain, I don't even know what, like, like I guess like fragments of other worlds are getting warped into this alien world because of something going haywire. And at one point, like, I think it was like two of like this, like the alien soldier types or whatever. They're on like this little like plot of land that's in like kind of like in the ooze area. And I, I jumped to their platform, but I, I was unsure of where to go next. Like I was trying to get to them, but I couldn't figure out and they didn't know I was down there. Right. And they start having an argument Uh, about like how they got there and like, like, well, I don't know. How'd you expect me to do? I don't know. And then what happens is, is they start saying F you to each other non-stop non-stop like i was there for like uh, three to five minutes trying to uh, and, and the whole time i'm like how do i get out of here because like i couldn't get i couldn't like leave and go, i couldn't find a way to get up off the cliff and i couldn't reach them <laughs> just kept going at it, each other and it, like i think the funniest part for me for that and i started laughing out loud because of the tones of their voice like f you f you f you no f you f you you, uh, you, you know. <laughs> I had to turn it down. I'm like, I can't. I mean, at first I thought, oh, they're just going to do it for a few seconds and then it's going to stop. It never stopped. <laughs> never. I, I had to turn it down. I, I, that's the thing though. Like it, it, they do it for the joke. Yeah. And at, at first it's funny. I'm going, ha ha. But then the joke becomes like bittersweet because they do it for so long and they go to like the nth degree with it yeah. that it almost becomes for me, not funny anymore. Mm. Sorry. It's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, high quality H2O right there. Mm. I know what you mean, Steve. I, um, you, you just, after a while you feel assaulted by cursing and v- vulgar language. Not to mention the fact if you uh, have little ones in the house, it uh, becomes That's not good, Russ. Yeah, it can become pretty awkward when uh, you've got your <laughs> your stereo system uh, bellowing out all these different curse words. I will say one thing: the game, or at least I maybe I missed this, but um, the uh, what's it, the executions? Some of the executions, and then game didn't say. I, I didn't hear the game tell me, "Hey, you can do this." The execution. Yeah. So you can come up like there's these little dudes with like the orange space suits that, you know, that run at you and they have like the, these big, yeah. I guess like a single eyeball with a small pupil. I've, I've stabbed the eyeballs out of their sockets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like that. And I pop, and you see the eyeball it gets popped out. It's, it's very visceral. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can, there's other stuff you can do where you like, it's almost like God of War style where you jab the knife and like your yes, jugular. And I like have done that. Yeah. It's pretty down. satisfying. I yeah. got to say like, cause those guys get a little annoying and you're just like, oh. <laughs> I will say, I wish there was, uh, I, I saw in the menu, there's modifications you can make to your gun, but I, I was kind of hoping there would be more like some custom stuff. Um, cause you, you walk around and again, I, you know, I'm still in like the first quarter of the game. Yeah. Um, but you would think that, you know, in this alien world and all the enemies that you're shooting that you were, you would be able to pick up some stuff maybe and, and, or he would tell you how to improve him. Sure. Like I, I ran across a couple of things that I just could buy and he mm. didn't say anything about it. And I just thought, okay, well I'm getting all this loot. I'm our pesos. They have pesos. I know. <laughs> <laughs> in an alien world. Okay. Um, just, we just roll with it. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, so I would, I would just find something and just think, well, I have nothing to do buy right now. I'll just buy this. Yeah. And, um, 
I mean, it worked, but he like the gun never said anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know. I think that would be kind of nice if there'd be little power ups or something. I do think there are. I just don't think that we've played far enough into the game because like there was one moment where I did buy, um, I don't think I bought anything for the gun, but I bought something that helps to extend my health bar. And so you have, you, you do run into these kiosks where you can right. purchase stuff with the pesos. And then if you recall that one store that you initially go to, there's, I don't know if you look, there are tons of stuff in there. Yeah. And by the way, this goes back to the clever writing have you like read the descriptions on those things? Some of them, yeah. I mean, it's some of that stuff is really funny. <laughs> like, I came across like this this robot arm like randomly on the shelf, and I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was basically like poking fun at the at the fact that like there's a you know a robot or who's looking for his arm or so, something to that effect. But I, I'm totally butchering it. But I was again, I was laughing out loud. Because of the fact that, like, I, I just, I did not expect it. They have all these unexpected things that, like, when you look at it, you get a kick out of it. And, like, so I ended up going through that whole store looking at different items that normally I wouldn't even buy. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> but I wanted to see all the descriptions within each one of those items. I just appreciate that that kind of creativity. Hmm. Now, I did run into a bug um, within the game. I want to know if you run into the same thing. Okay. So I have an audio bug that I've been running into where like if I'm say in more of like a exposition story mode where like the gun's talking and we're talking to some of the other NPC characters, there are pockets of of time where their voices all of a sudden stop emitting. Like, Like they're still talking, but it's like they got muted. And the only way that I could figure out how to kind of bring their voices back would be to like to pause the game and then unpause the game. And then that would somehow like cause the, the voices to kick back in again and start talking. Have you had that issue at all? No, I don't have that. I didn't have not yet, but I haven't had that issue so far. Well, you're lucky. Yes, I am. You're a lucky man there, Steve. Yeah. And, and see, actually this is a good example of what we've been talking about too, where as soon as that dialogue goes away in a bad way, the game really starts to just, you know, like you're just like, Oh wow. Like I didn't realize like how the dialogue is the star of the show right? until something like that happens because then as a gamer, I can't, I don't, I'm not hearing what I need to hear in terms of where I need to go next. I'm not hearing the jokes, you know, like, like, it's very much, you're just like, oh, and like, I can hear the other sounds. It's not like the, all the sound goes away, but it's just their voices. And so I'm like trying to like read their lips and I can't make out what they're saying and stuff. I'm glad that you don't have that problem, Steve. I do. I may have to, I don't know, maybe do a hard reset on my Xbox and see if that fixes things or I don't know. I did see online that there were other people who are having other types of bugs that they're coming across. Like the game apparently does have some bugs in it. So count yourself lucky. That's what updates are for. Mm-hmm. Fix that kind of stuff. Absolutely. How far are you? Like, where are you in the game? So I am on the second world. Um, I got to, they, they, I got something from somebody who was, it was in a mansion, on right? On drugs also, yeah. What was it? Was it in the mansion and he gives you like a little like warping device or Some, something? Yeah, exactly. And I brought that back and I think I'm at the house now. Did you something. did you look around his house? Yes. 
<laughs> he had like all those like little fuzzy alien creatures like horrifically murdered in all these different parts of the house. <laughs> Sorry, I had a wow. impromptu sneeze. I came out of nowhere. But did you see like in his bathroom, in his bedroom, like everywhere, like he had them all like horrifically shoved in these different well, places. They were saying he was using them for like for drugs, basically. Is that what it something, was? Something, he like I don't know what he, he does or he, if it's eating them or using their hair or something for I, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> he, he's like, oh, have you tried it out? So good. Another drug reference. What do you know? Um. Anyway, yeah. So he just he he's talking a mile a minute too, and I didn't see the thing go like you know uh, you know slot machine out. Uh-huh. And so I'm looking around his house like, what am I supposed to do? And he just keeps talking talking a mile a minute. Oh, he, <laughs> he just yeah he he talks about all kinds of different things, and I, it just got to the point where I started just kind of looking around his house. I'm like, I think he's just gonna keep talking. So I just left. He he does eventually stop. He, he does. He, yeah. He he definitely stops. He's like. Well, I'm just rambling on right now, aren't I? Oh, maybe you should just take this thing and go. I'm like, I haven't, but he, that's the thing. So it's so, that's another example, though, of, of yes, it's so dialogue, dialogue driven, and you're thankful it's there, but it's a, then it's so much that you're just tuning it out. It's a blessing and a curse. Yes, is what it is. Yeah. No, nah, it's it's a. Uh, oh, hello, Steve. Oh, hello there. <laughs> Well, do you think that, uh, well, so oh, actually before I go there, I am probably roughly in the same ish. I think I too, I went, I went back to the house and now I'm going to the next thing. I don't even know what it is, but like, I just kind of, I decided to, to stop it at that point. Cause that was kind of a good stopping place for me. Yes. So I think we're, we're pretty much in the same place. Mono e mono. There you go, Steve. Do you think that you were going to uh, beat this game? Um, I might. It's the kind of game where like, mm. you, I think you have to be in the mood for. Like when you're in the mood, you're like, you know what? Sure, let's pop it in for like an hour. Yeah, you definitely have to be in the mood. I want to beat some other stuff first. Sure, that's fair. Before this one, let me put it that way. But it's not like a game where you're never going to play it again. Like there is like some interest there to like see what else happens. There is some interest, yeah. It's just not, I, I'm not... As excited as I was with the game, uh-huh. as like as like when we saw the trailer, I can tell you, oh, that I believe there are other guns in the game. There is, yeah, there is. Okay, yeah. so so you you've seen some, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think the game trailer actually shows right. other weapons. So like, it's like a gun looks like a frog, kind of like one's orange, and yeah. then yeah, I think there's a green one too. And yeah. so I, I don't know how many weapons are actually in the game, but. That is something that I'm personally looking forward to is once again, now that we've identified the fact that like, you know, the character development and personalities are part of the, a big part of the game. It does act as um, a motivating factor for me to want to continue playing. I I just simply want to see like how these guns work, (laughs) what they have to say, that sort of thing. And then to your point that you were asking about earlier, I do think there might be certain ways. I don't know how comprehensive it is, but in, at least in a, a limited capacity, I do think there are certain subtle ways to upgrade your gun. But again, you know, you're, we've only played four to five hours, so right. you know, we can't make a judgment call on that. Right. But I will definitely be playing this game. But I'm like you. I, I, you know, I have so many games on my to-play-and-beat list um, I definitely want to be able to get through those like God of War Ragnarok. Like I definitely want to be able to 
beat that game first. That's mm-hmm. higher on the priority list. But having said that, I'm I am going to come back to this. I did beat the Outer Worlds. That was a game. Did, I don't think you ever beat that game. No, I got all the way. No, what? You know, I got to a part. I know where I got to. There was a part in the Outer Worlds where I was talking to two different tribes, and I was trying to bring them together, and. I thought I was doing everything right. And then I couldn't find anything to give anybody else. And like, I don't want them to go to war, but that's only really the option I could choose. And so I had them go to war. And, um, and at that point I forgot what happened. Um, I know I didn't beat it. I forgot what happened. I really can't try to remember what, what happened after that spot. And eventually I just, what I did was I just looked up the ending on YouTube. Cause I'm like, you know, at that point, I was I was kind of getting worn out on the game because there was no real cutscenes, animation. It was just a lot of dialogue. I'm mean, just kind of clicking through it and clicking through it and clicking through it, and um, I was just kind of getting tired of the game. And I thought, I hope all this grind is worth something in the end. So I'm not going to like spoil it for myself. I'm going to start to watch the ending and see, you know, if I really want to continue it. And sure. I, and then that's what I did. And I thought I'm done. I watched the whole ending. I thought I am not grinding <laughs> this game any longer to watch that. And forget it, which is funny because the game actually is not very long. And that was one of the things that I discovered. Cause I beat the game and I was like, wow, like they, they must've had like a limited budget on the game that prevented them from being, cause like it was, it, the game got to a point where I was, starting to get into it. I was like, okay, I've got my merry band of characters. We're going off world. We got this stuff going on. Cool. And then the game just ended. And I think actually there were a number of players out there that had the same kind of reaction where it's like, oh, that's kind of unfortunate because I was starting into it. And we now have the Outer Worlds 2 that's in development. And I think they probably have gotten a larger budget. And so it might, you know, that you might see a bit more polish in certain places and a little more panache if you will through hmm. the game but the outer world was another one that had like all those wacky descriptions on stuff yeah i've seen that a lot lately with games or these games that i've been playing and so maybe that that's the reason why like when you were looking in the store and reading all the descriptions of uh-huh. different things it had more effect on you because maybe you haven't played a lot of games where they use that kind of um humor instead of saying like oh this you know this gun is gonna take out all your enemies blah 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 they're like this thing stinks you know it's gonna be like <laughs> you know you're, uh, you know, you're, you're cleaning out your hamper of wet socks. And after the grandma was coming to visit oh and you're like, gosh. what did you, uh-huh. there was a description like they, they, like one of the items in the store in, um, uh, high on life. Right. It was a used jock strap. Right. Did you read that one? Yeah. Like it was something along the lines of like how, like it, like no matter how long it stays out in the sun, it never dries. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff like I just I totally started laughing. And again, I, I just I did I my mind. It's so funny because like my I can I think part of what, what tickles my funny bone about that is I'm so conditioned as a gamer. When I play like a first person shooter, it's like Halo, <laughs> Call of Duty, real right. serious kind of sure. stuff. You know what I mean? And, and, and rightfully so. Like that's the kind of you know experience that those games offer. So when I come into a game like this. I think it's so funny because it reveals to me how conditioned I am when I'm playing a first person shooter to like, I essentially have these blinders on that are subconscious in nature. So to play a game like this makes me like, it just, it it reveals the fact that it's like, wow, like I, 
there are so many other types of things that you can do to uh, to really throw me for a, a loop, like throw a curveball. So I definitely appreciate that. And I'm kind of weird. Not 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 Rick and Morty weird, not to that level, but mm. I, I would say in that general direction. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. We are so grateful that you joined us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it continues financially helping us do the podcast. Also, click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week each week. And while you're at it, you could do a search on your favorite social media platform of choice for at Joygasm TV. Last but not least, you could do a search also in fact, we encourage you to do so. To look for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We hope that you will join us again next week when we do the review of Avatar The Way of Water. We'll see you then.